Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode of Another Happy Pod is going to contain spoilers. If you've not experienced the content yourself, please go ahead and do so before coming back and listening to the boys ramble on about it. Thank you very much. Shut up. Hello and welcome back to another Happy Pod, the show where we talk about stuff. Sometimes it's this, sometimes it's that, sometimes it's a little bit of everything. And we'll be trying to do it positive, but we don't always succeed, much like our last episode. Um, But anyway, this is a new episode. I'm having my lunch. My name's Nathan uh, and Lawrence is here also. Hello. It's a very casual intro. I feel like I feel like you're just riding it today. You're like, we got to do this. Let's get it done. You had a week off, but now we're back, and it's like, oh, do we want to be here? Well, you cancelled last week's episode. I cancelled last week's episode because I could barely talk. I was very poorly. I've had the awful bug going around uh, that isn't COVID, but feels very much like COVID. This 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 bug seems like a scam. It just seems like everyone's just faking it. When you get it you will become the biggest bitch in history. So I look forward to that day. Well, I won't. I bet you will. I bet I won't. I mean, all fine then. You are eating chippies. How, how is your lunch? Uh, yeah, it's good. Um, I ordered a KFC, uh, a zinger bucket meal thing. So is that, that's boneless, isn't it? It is boneless. Well, it's popcorn chicken, isn't it? I I don't know. I haven't got a zinger in a while. I'm a boneless man when it comes to KFC. I don't, I'm not a big fan of their on the bone chicken. Yeah, me neither. Just, yeah. I feel like it's so wasteful. It is, it is, isn't it? And there's always, it mm. always looks bigger than it is when you when you get to the the actual, the raw bones of it. You're like, this yeah. is a lot. 
more bone than I wanted. And also, they, there's sometimes you take a bite and there's a bone in it, and you're like, I don't need that there. Not for me. It's, it's like 80% bone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not for it. And also, they're too big to dunk in your gravy. You get a nice thin strip, plock it straight in your gravy. Bob's your uncle. Who's getting gravy? You don't get a KFC gravy? Yeah, I got some gravy right now. What about it? So what do you want about then? I don't know. I'm just starting a fight. You, you, you love a fight, <laughs> don't you? But you're too casual this week to start a fight. You're, you're really riding it. You're like, no, no fights. Um, because we have, we kind of have no idea what we're doing. I mean, we changed the top. Oh, no, my KFC. Hold on, it's all gonna ride. We do, you're absolutely right though. We do have no idea what we're doing. We know we've got a topic. We've got a very rough topic. Um, we were gonna do Brooklyn Nine Nine. Then we realised that no one needs to bring more attention to American police. Um, <coughs> so we we steered clear of it. Uh, no, that's not true. There's just not an, there's not really a lot to say. It 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 came and it went and it was good. But unless we start talking about every other show on the planet, there's not much to there's not much to talk about. Um, it's a pretty good show. It's a very it's a very good show and I like it. I like how it started, I like how it ended. There you go. Podcast done. But today we're gonna to be talking about um I'm I'm fresh off of a midnight screening last night of No Time to Die. But we're not talking about No Time to Die because Nathan has not had time to die yet. Um so instead we're gonna be talking I've had about No Time to Die. No, you haven't. So instead we're gonna be talking about Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall and Spectre. And I, I get the feeling that we're going to have a, a tiff because you've been chatting a lot of shit about Skyfall this week. Yeah, so um, in the in the run-up to No Time to Die, uh, I figured I would re-watch the Craig Bond movies. Um, but so far, I've only seen Skyfall. Um, so this part's <laughs> going to be fun. <laughs> this is going to be me recapping you, isn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had to you had to remind me the other day of a whole fucking actor who just I completely forgot was Inspector, fucking uh, Andrew Scott Moriarty from Sherlock. I just completely yeah. had Relatively no like, memory. Like secondary antagonist. Like yeah. if anything, he gets more screen time than the actual antagonist. So <laughs> could he be the primary? Who knows? But he's good. He's good in that. Um, yeah, I had absolutely no memory of him being in that movie whatsoever. I, all I remember is the opening Day of the Dead festival sequence and then the weird uh, brain-drilling torture scene, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> so so this will be fun. But Skyfall, I remember, because I watched it the other day, and it's still a very mediocre Bond movie. Oh, uh, okay, we'll get there. Right. What's your relationship to Bond before Casino Royale? Uh, well, I was like 10. I was right. like 10, I was older. Than yeah, that. but like a but, lot of people had seen them as kids or whatever. Like, yeah, right. So I I watched all the Brosnan films as a kid, as a kid. Excuse me, and they're very bad. <laughs> they are, <laughs> they're, they're most they're mostly terrible. But yeah, <laughs> I wasn't exactly thinking critically about these movies when I was a kid. Was I, I was just no like, no. Oh, cool spy! Look at that guy. He's got fucking diamonds in his face the car's going invisible there's a big laser shooting all the ice this is this is cool as fuck yeah. um so yeah so yeah i liked the brosnan bond movies i haven't watched them in oh at least 15 16 years or something yeah. so so i have no idea what they're like now but i i remember really enjoying them as they, a kid. they they're not put it this way if you watch them when you were like six or whatever Right, yeah. you're not going to get any more enjoyment out of them now than you did when you were six, um, and that's because they're not it towards adults. They're like, no, I look get at, that. Look at this, um, look at this explosion. It's dumb. 
My 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 relationship with Bond uh, was non-existent. I'd never seen a Bond film prior to Casino Royale, and really, yeah, yeah, and I'm and I'm and I'm really happy about that because um, I've retroactively watched some, obviously, since um, just in gaps between Craig Bond films, uh, and I'm I'm not the biggest fan. I think I think James Bond is just. What you've, if you've seen a James Bond, you've seen all of the James Bonds, in my opinion, until Craig came along. Um, because he's a spy who gets the girl. That, there's a reason there's Bond tropes. And it's because every movie hits them and it's hard not to feel repetitive when like yeah. fucking 20 movies in a row go, I'm Bond, James Bond, shaken, not stirred. Aha, one liner out of woman, sleep with woman, woman dies. Which is why I have certain feelings about your favorite Bond movie. Yeah, yeah. Because no, it's, it's... I, I do feel like like Casino Royale was, was a breath of fresh air. Casino Royale was where the franchise like took a little bit of a more serious tone. He didn't necessarily rely on those tropes as much. Like at one point, you know, someone asks him he orders a vodka martini and someone asks him shaken or stirred and he just goes do I look like I give a fuck or whatever because yeah. um, he just doesn't care he's a spy why would he give a fuck about that he's just yeah. here to do a job fucking kill whoever gets in his way and, and whatever and it's great it was a much more like grounded approach to it and then you compare that with <laughs> Quantum's his own thing but then <clears throat> by the time you get to Skyfall you know, it's a couple of years down the line or whatever. It's it's a lot more cartoonish and a lot more. Oh well, this is a Bond movie, isn't it? Because Q's here. He's got all the gadgets now, and we'll reference older movies, but also kind of not reference them as well because it's a different universe. Um. So so yeah, it's it's all it it's all a little bit very much like look at us. This is Bond, and I get why they did it. It was the fiftieth anniversary year and stuff. So of course you have to do callbacks and shit. Yeah, but yeah, it, it just relied on that a little bit too much for me. And that's completely. And look, your your point is absolutely correct. Like, I, it's very clear that at one point, so they made Casino Royale, which was a subversion of expectation all round. That was everyone was like, "Holy shit!" Because it just come off the back of Die Another Day, which everyone hated. Um, and that's like Bond at its cheesiest, worst interpretation. Then Casino yeah. Royale comes out, and it's just. A deadpan assassin who just doesn't give a shit about anything like you say doesn't do the typical bond thing um and i mean just, just that opening scene we're introduced to him he's just just absolutely just laying into some guy in the bathroom yeah. as well as just um you know cutting back and forth between that and talking to the other guy in his office and then he just kills him um yeah. getting his first two kills to in order to secure the double o rank um yeah. it, it it's brutal it's absolutely brutal and they don't do the traditional oh look at me i'm wearing a suit i'm gonna walk into the james bond theme and then i'm gonna turn and shoot and then the screen's are gonna go red because i'm james bond and this is a james bond movie straight yeah. away it's telling you this is different because yeah he'll turn and shoot but it's laid into the actual movie itself he is part of the actual fight it's not just some weird I don't know, sequence where Bond standing in a white room and decides to put on a suit or whatever. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I just, one second cue. I've just got to go and put on a, go, 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 go <laughs> get the white studio uh, and, <laughs> and walk uh, this really far away lens. No, I, th I think, cause I think I, you're absolutely right. Cause I do think there's one moment there's Casino Royale, then there's Quantum of Solace. Um, yeah. And then after Quantum of Solace, a conversation was clearly had um, due to the 50th anniversary and due to the negative response to Quantum of Solace. And they went, these either become a franchise now or 
we probably don't make anymore. Um, yeah. And they very quickly steered away from a more artistic path uh, that they were trying to do with Casino Royale and Quantum and very quickly went, Bond's back and, he, and Q's here and the gadgets are here and explosions are here. Now, I, I think you're absolutely right in terms of the overarching Daniel Craig Bond story suffers because of that. But I yeah. still think Skyfall is an extremely well-crafted film. Like, I think I think it's got a lot of nuance and subtlety. And I also think it does a lot of the stuff, a lot of the Bond tropes better than, you know, than they were done in, like, the 60s, 70s, 80s, etc. Oh, I, I, all of these movies, even Quantum, are miles better than anything that came before, okay? Hot take, but most of the Bond movies are unwatchable. It's always just a very <laughs> old, drunk, racist man just walking around and, and you know, having sex with a woman and then doing kung fu grips and, and chops and, and barely struggling through a fight. They're very bad. They're very, very bad, yeah. okay? And th- th- that's, um, that's not to say that the stories are terrible. Like, they're, they're yeah, stuff they're to be kind said of terrible. They're well, kind yeah. of terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think by today's standards, they're just... Then, if you didn't watch them at that time or growing up or whatever, then I, you won't really get much out of them today. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's fair. That's because nostalgia is is a key for everything when it comes to dated films. Um, but yeah, the main reason they're unwatchable for me is, like you say, it's just it's badly choreographed. I watched um I watched a couple of the older ones recently for a video I was making, um, and it was like there's certain scenes where it's just like. Bond just kind of open palm kung fu someone and it looks like he lightly taps them because it's yeah. not a stunt performer because their whole body's in shot um and and he, he just goes ah and then, yeah. and then he like falls over i'm like are you joking you're a yeah. you're a henchman all <laughs> all movie fight choreography before like Oh fuck it! I don't know. Like, let's say 1999 because of the Matrix. All movie fight choreography <laughs> before that was fucking awful. It's yeah. all just men just randomly throwing punches that nowhere near connect. It's like as bad as Daredevil season three. Don't cry too much, Lawrence. Oh, um, you're <laughs> wrong. You're just wrong, Nathan. I'm not though. I'm not. Watch that Kingpin scene again. <laughs> uh, yeah, they just clearly do not connect at all, and then it's just men flailing wildly about. Um, all very bad. Yeah, yeah. And also, um, of course, talking about the odd Bond movies, you know, there's the infamous scene where is it? Sean Connery is just in Asian face, and he's just playing uh, an Asian man for a moment. And yeah. then there's there's the scene. I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's the very famous scene of uh, I think it's like a car chase sequence or something, and the car has to go through like t- quite a narrow alleyway. So it like t- it like the car tilts, so it's driving on just two wheels onto like let's say the two right wheels or whatever. But mm. because of the way the movie was filmed, they shot it coming out of the um, out of the other end before they shot the it going in, um, and it was like months in between those two shots, and it comes out a different side as it goes in. So it's just very clearly just oh, no. just the wrong way around, <laughs> which is which is quite funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, bad movies. Casino Royale is your favorite, right? I yeah, I think it's easily for me anyway the best of of all the Bond movies so far. Like I say, it it was a really good breath of fresh air. It took the series in a in a much more serious light. Um, it gave you a villain who was who was quite formidable in, in Mads Mikkelsen. 
Um, and yeah, like I said, just a lot more grounded, which usually I don't actually like. But when it came to Bond, I don't know. It was, it it, it was good. I, I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. No, I think because it, like I say, it dropped a lot of the the silliness, and it came in, uh, and it really focused. I think it where it succeeds is it focused so heavily on the character of James Bond. Because yeah. we're so used to seeing, especially consider it doesn't help that he's been played by like fucking five dudes beforehand or whatever. Yeah. Um, James Bond is not a code name. James Bond 007 is is the code name that's transferable. James Bond is is a man. Oh, it's so stupid. It's just not. It. And I and I and I and I know why the theory exists because the films do try and interconnect. Like Roger Moore visits the wife, the dead, the the, the, the his dead wife's grave who was the wife of George Lazenby or something. And it like, I get it. Like it's, it, they're trying to interconnect them, but at the same time, just pick a path um, and stay in it. And I think, and I think we're going to, we're going to see how that theory holds up in a, in a, in the next Bond film, not No Time to Die, but the one afterward um, and just see if they, Oh, if so see whether it'll be a, a brand new refresh or. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm... carry on. Like, if they carry on with, uh, I guess Rupert Fiennes, not Rupert, is that was his name? Uh, Ralph, Ralph Fiennes, yeah. Ralph Fiennes, yeah. If they carry on with Voldemort, then that'll be the question, because obviously Judy Dench carried over from, uh, yeah, from Pierce Brosnan's era. So, and and a lot of those, a lot of those people are still like, there's easily still room. Well, look, without like, without telling you where some people end up, and and um, because I don't want, I don't want to give anything away. But there's yeah. still there's still characters in there that are easily transferable and you know are, are, are going to continue on their careers at MI6. So like, no no spoilers, but I don't know if you even can answer this. Feel free to just not answer it. Okay. But can can this series progress with uh, a different actor as James Bond in in the current continuity? In in the current uh, well, that's tricky because it's not like a plot detail or anything, is it? It's just you, are you talking with so Daniel Craig is obviously leaving? Yes, the franchise. So could the next could the next James Bond movie with a different actor be playing James playing James Bonds? Could it still be set in this continuity? Could it be a sequel to No Time to Die? Uh, theoretically, yeah, but it okay. just it'd be very weird and unusual to have just another guy rock up and be like, "I'm James Bond," and they're like, "Yeah." But we 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 all knew a James Bond. He's like, I'm a different James Bond. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, yeah. I I think I think if the series wanted to go balls to the wall, then just fucking continue on a 007 story and give James a break. Um, because never uh, do that. I mean, you say that, but yeah, um, I think they will. I don't know. I think it could be cool. Um, but yeah, so look, Casino Royale. Um, drops a lot of the subvert, uh, subverts a lot of expectations, focuses on a more grounded James Bond, uh, and I think that this is like this is the James Bond origin story because yes, he's already you, I, not in the traditional sense that he gets his double O, he gets his license to kill, uh, and he goes on his first big mission. That's all subpar. The James Bond origin story is my man's out here learning very quickly that everything you love in this mm. life don't bother. This is yeah. where James Bond becomes the cold-hearted killer that he does become, yeah. Um, and yeah, and I and I think that's I think it's really interesting. But then obviously, you you get into <laughs> Quantum of Solace, which is um, not not a good one, not a good film in my it's, opinion. It's not, but it also had a lot of like 
issues behind the scenes as well. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily anyone's fault, like, involved with the production or anything. I think it's just mainly a result of bad timing, really. Yeah. Because... You obviously, you had to follow up Casino Royale, which in itself was going to be quite difficult. But then doing so in the midst of the, you know, the infamous writer strike, which happened, even yeah. like fucking Daniel Craig was writing scenes himself, and he was like, "Well, I shouldn't be doing this. I'm not a writer at all." Um, so it's you it's... can tell if you rewatch Quantum of Solace. Like, yeah, there's, there's some scenes that are incredibly well crafted, and the progression of the scene is there in terms of two actors reaching a crescendo in a scene and reaching a climax, and then like this, this. You can tell us uh, like a a standard screenwriter structure in the script, yeah. and then there's the scenes that very clearly have been made up five minutes before they were recorded, um, and and it's just everywhere. Uh, and and like this, this it does work in the movie's favor to some extent because Bond is supposed to be erratic in this movie. Bond is supposed to be <clears throat> extremely fucked off about the death of Vesper um, in the previous movie, and he's supposed to be acting unpredictably um yeah so i guess that they got lucky in that sense because this movie could have been a lot worse than it is oh 100 percent. yeah uh, they clearly tried to do something quite good with it it just it fell short of the mark in quite a lot of quite a lot of ways i think it was probably a mistake to just go for a straight-up sequel to um casino royale as well um well it had never been really done before before this. no i i think um i think it had actually um on her majesty's secret service or something like that the one where his wife dies i think is like a a continuation of something i can't remember i don't know um but but yeah this this really like carries on for the most part anyway um and i think it's it's kind of it was kind of a mistake if you had some you know, some time to let it breathe, to let Bond be Bond or whatever, and, and just do a mission or something. I think it could have been more interesting. But but again, maybe it's just a result of the writer's strike. Maybe if, you know, they had like half a story already baked in with Casino Royale, I guess, you know, there's less work to do. So I it's, get it. It's easier to continue something than it is to make something yeah, fresh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so I get it. Um, there's good moments in it. Um from what I can remember, which is, I, I like the car chase, I think. Um, that was brilliant. Quite good. Brilliant yeah, the stuff. opening car chase through Italy at the beginning. It's always good to see, you know, Aston Martin speeding about. It's good. Um, what else happens in that movie? <laughs> the scene where Bond goes to the opera and he's taking pictures of, of all the uh, the quantum guys on his on his Sony Ericsson walking oh, yeah. cyber shot. That's a yep. great scene just for yep. just for late two thousands product placement. <laughs> you know, do you know one scene that I do unironically absolutely think is brilliant in this, cool. and there's not like it's not a it's not a joke at all. It's the fact that like Bond comes into his hotel room. And M and a bunch of dudes from MI6 are there. Um, yeah. And the the girl that Bond has just slept with, who was a, who was a, sent by M to be like, can you go, can you, hey, office worker, can you go bring Bond home? I'm sure he definitely won't want to sleep with you. It's not like you're attractive and like in your 20s. She goes there, gets seduced by Bond, sleeps with Bond. Then Bond comes back and she's dead. And Bond's yeah. like, what a surprise. This never happens to me. Um, <laughs> what, what the hell? Um, and M's like, uh, yeah, we're gonna put, we're gonna, we're gonna take your gun. Um, uh, they, they, they do the cop thing. You're, you're on, uh, you're on unpaid leave. Give me a badge and your gun. You're suspended. Yeah, exactly. And five MI6 dudes take him into a lift, 
And before the lift has even gone down a story, Bond has knocked every single one of them out <laughs> and is out of the is out of the lift and then just strutting around. Emma's left. Emma's is walking downstairs, and Bond just walks part like walks up to up to M, and M's like, "What? What the fuck? Like, <laughs> like how do you do this?" And then he's like, "I'm gonna go do the mission," and she's like, "Yeah, go on, do the mission." And then like, and then. And then she says, but careful, because more dudes are coming. And he's like, oh, who would have bloody called them? And then he has to dip in and out. And I, 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 I like it because it goes a long way because it, it uh, to, to show the relationship between M and Bond, which I think is where the series, this series is at its strongest, especially with Judy Dench in the role. Because um, it is the he's going to do things his way and she's going to play by the book. But they're both going to understand that each other have to do that and not be wankers to each other about it. Like they have a different code of ethics and and they understand each other's, but they don't agree with each other. Do you know what I mean? They kind of are wankers to each other, though. No, they're, they're wankers to each other, but in the way that we're wankers to each other. Well, like uh, I don't, I, think, I don't. I, there's clearly more love between me and you than I think there is between Bond and M. Well, but that's because we're not assassins and in the business of murder. <laughs> well, that's true. I I have a feeling that I have a feeling that either of those two would let the other die at a moment's notice. I don't think so. I like, and I think that the next film goes a long way to to show how that relationship can be a bit one sided. But anyway, we're, we're we're getting ahead of Skyfall. Do you want to go into Skyfall? Yeah, that's the one I I could probably talk most about. Oh right. So you you your your thing with Skyfall is that you think it brings back a lot of the stuff that wasn't needed. Like I think it's the... it's a step in the other direction. Like we we yeah. was even with Quantum, we was at least trying to go somewhere new. Um, and and do something a little bit different with Bond, um, but yeah, Skyfall. Yes, it's better than Quantum. It's more interesting story to watch and all that sort of thing. Yeah. But I just think in terms of the overall series direction, it is just a, a step backwards, really. Again, you know, it was a, it was a 50th anniversary year for for James Bond, <clears throat> so obviously they wanted to do something big to celebrate it. Yeah. But I think just the at times relentless fan service moments are just like that scene where the fucking they're they're on the run it's it's bond and m and they get they get in the car the car the car fine whatever that's not too egregious i like the car it's a good car you want to bring that back it's it's never that's never a bad thing for me okay what is a little bit much is like when m is is inside and she just starts like mouthing off or whatever and he flips the fucking thing on the gear stick and he's like are you gonna complain the whole way he's like oh the, the jet seat the ejector seat remember that guys remember the ejector seat from the old bond movies look it's bond do you remember that i i think I think you you you're right and you're wrong in some respects. I think that I'm not wrong. <laughs> yeah, you never could be wrong. Um, I think that it is definitely a step in a different direction. I don't think it's a step backwards. Um, it is it is a, a clear tonal shift, and for some people that might not be for them. Um, and for me, it, it it it's not directly for me because you know I can't. Basically, I'm saying I didn't like the old Bond movies because they were all the same. But I do like this one because it harkened back to the stuff that I didn't like. Uh, it doesn't really make sense, my my argument. But I think that it put in enough groundwork for the fan uh, to to flesh out Daniel Craig's Bond before it did all the fan servicey stuff. It wasn't Bond from the get go in this movie. He's got two movies worth of emotional baggage for us to know him as a character. It, it's not like it's just straight up Sean Connery and he's like, "Hello, shaken, not stirred." straight away and i'm like this guy's not even a guy he's just a walking punchline um so i think 
I don't know. I think I like the stuff that it brings back. Like, I think it does. I I think it reintroduces the familiar, but in a new way. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I do. I I, I get what you're saying. Um, I I I don't know. I I think what this movie does well. I think the stuff it it tries to to do with Bond is is quite interesting. The idea of him being older and and out of touch and not really in the best shape and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Kind of, kind of on his last legs, really. I, I like that. I think, I think that's quite interesting. Um, it doesn't necessarily make sense because by this point, Casino Royale was like what four, or five years ago, and he was a relatively new agent then. So it doesn't make sense that in yeah. that amount of time he's suddenly, you know, a veteran or whatever. Well, the, the, the life of a double O is very like they say that in Casino Royale. The life of a double, the life expectancy of a double O is very short, and I think that Bond. Has probably got the furthest because from Casino to Quantum, there's no time whatsoever, um, and Quantum is five years. So it, yeah, it is a bit rushed. But then I think Daniel Craig can sell it because in real life, there's been like almost a decade between that time, and he looks yeah. older. He does look visibly older. He definitely looks older. Yeah, but like like I'm saying, it doesn't necessarily fit into the actual timeline of events though. Um yeah. but 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 whatever I can, I can forgive that. And like I say I do I do like that that element. It it's just all wrapped in this again just at times unnecessary fan service. So you can have Q, you can have this new Q without going look it's still bond. Yeah it's a little bit different but it's still bond. Do you remember the exploding pen? Do you remember the the ejector seat? Do you not like quick bond? bond? Do you not like jokey bond? <clears throat> yeah. No, I don't mind it. I don't mind it if Daniel Craig will do a little, a little, a little quip every now and then. Not necessarily like he'll he'll fucking I don't know. Let's say he'll push someone down an elevator shaft and then he'll be like, "Watch your step" or something like that. That's I don't need any of that. That can yeah, fuck yeah, up, yeah. Okay, yeah. um, but I don't mind if he'll make like a little I don't know offhanded joke or something like that. That's fine. But like I said, I, I think it's like the, strongest when it's British wit and sarcasm. Yes, exactly. That that's the kind of stuff that that I quite like. Yeah. Um. But I I think what the refresh again from Casino Royale it was such a different direction and don't get me wrong there's jokes and stuff in Casino Royale as well. Um. But I think overall it's presented in a much more serious tone, which this one is just at times a little bit cartoony. I think. Yeah. Which is, which is where where my issues with it come, and then of course there's there's the fucking the bane of my existence, the 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 tube sequence, which my God. yeah, look, you'd never you're never <laughs> you're never gonna get past this. We've spoken about this on the mm. podcast. Nathan has laws a... should be put in place that require any movie set within London. And, it, and there's a depiction of the public transport system to make it as accurate as possible. I don't care if it drags the movie out by another 45 minutes. I want to see an accurate... You're walking up to the tube map and going, Phew. and he's like, <laughs> he's like Bond, take the Bakerloo line. <laughs> TFL, uh, excuse me, you haven't tapped in? Can you, yeah. can you go through the yeah. barrier, please? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You actually can't jump, though, sir. And Bond's like, you patch me through an Oyster card. But sliding down the escalators, but suddenly there's those fucking no smoking signs there, so they immediately go flying because um, yeah. they conveniently left those out of the movie. 
Um, he's going to slide down the stairs, Nathan. It's James Bond. Well, well, he can't because there's obstacles in the way. In what, the real world. what he should have encountered is 12 angry Londoners going, you are walking on the wrong fucking side, mate. What the fuck? <laughs> there's, a, there's a strict walking policy anywhere in London. That is, it's the unsaid there rule. Is. But if you break it, my God, you're in trouble. And you, you, you I, I suppose you're not in trouble, tough. actually. You're just going to have lots of dirty, filthy looks at you. you you'll, get, you'll get lots of tuts, lots of head shakes, and just people being very... No one will say anything, because it's London, and no yeah. one wants to talk to anyone. But they won't be happy with you, and they'll make you feel bad about it as well. Yeah. So. And you'll, be, you'll be thinking about that when you're in bed at night, and you're just like, yeah. really, really ruin that guy's day. Yeah, that's that's how the British get you. That's what they do. <laughs> um, but yeah, so look that that aside, um, I think this is the best looking James Bond film that's ever been made. Um, I think this. Cool. I mean, it's not though, is it? Like they they all look like shit, apart from <laughs> the Daniel Craig ones because of just time period. Uh, there's some cinematic sequences in in the in the Bond films before the Craig, but it's not like it it's it. <sighs> Look, I respect what Casino Royale was going for. I think the stylized opening of of Casino Royale, like the the film grain, filthy, disgusting look, mm. is great, and I respect a lot of the the muted kind of cas- uh, Casino Royale <clears throat> colors. I think that's cool. I think Quantum yeah. of Solace was just the color palette of mud for the majority of the whole movie, which was kind of boring after a while, especially because they put Bond in like twelve different tan suits, and I'm like, yeah. I get it, he's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine uh this i think is stunning and uh, yeah it falls into that you can say it's the oh yellow smoke always equals good cinematography and and that is that is a, that is a good meme and it is somewhat true but it's roger deakins and sam mendez um at the camera and directing chair and i think they're a really good team i think they're i think they they both know what visual style they want and they they achieve it effortlessly i mean roger deakins is incredible anyway like that man has never <laughs> has never DP'd a, a bad looking movie. Um did they come back for Spectre? Uh I don't know if Roger Deakins did. I know Sam Mendes did. I'm gonna find out actually, because um you, yeah, you may have just debunked my entire thing. No. Uh so he didn't actually do uh Spectre. Hoyt van Hoytemer did. Um okay. which actually is interesting because he he's just done uh, I think his most recent film is mm-hmm. Tenet. Um, and that looks a lot like Spectre in terms of color. Palette. Do you know what? There's a weird connection between Sam Mendes and Chris Nolan. Um, and like in terms of a career path and types of films. Um, in terms of Skyfall being kind of like the Dark Knight. Yeah. And then also um, uh, Chris Nolan makes a film, a war film centered around the concept of time. And then 1917 comes out, which is also a war film around the concept of time um it's just there's 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 little elements <laughs> there's little elements of uh i think sam mendes is heavily inspired um put it that way um okay. but yeah no uh, um yeah so i th- I think this is the best looking bond film uh by a country mile um and i just think it, it it's it's refreshing um in a way that harkens back to a familiar sense yeah sometimes it does go a little bit overboard um but i think it does get the series back on track in terms of a franchise you can't, I cannot see Bond being the title that it is today, making the amount of money it makes today, if they carried on with the the grittier stories where where they were heading. Casino Royale is incredible, yeah, but it's also a one-off, and they haven't replicated it since. Um, 
and mm. Katina Royale was the closest attempt too. And I think it shows why that it wasn't going to work in the long run. I think they possibly could have. I mean, I mean maybe, we'll know, but yeah, we'll never know because the the <laughs> Skyfall came out and it made the most money a Bond films ever made. So they went, well, we're not doing that <laughs> arty shit again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which actually leads on to the approach they made for Spectre. And Spectre infamously sucks. I mean, yeah, maybe. Like I said, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, right, okay. So we'll go through it. Um, I watched Spectre uh, for the second time. I watched it when it first came out, and like you, I couldn't remember a fucking thing. Now, because I saw No Time to Die last night, I wanted to refresh myself on Spectre, because from the trailers, you're led to believe that it is pretty... It's not like... It's not like... It doesn't take place straight after or anything. But oh, it's... I remember. It wasn't it like Bond has a brother. It was Christoph Waltz or whatever. Yeah, Bond has a... <laughs> so basically, Christoph Waltz, otherwise known as Blofeld, who is supposed to be Bond's most... Like, the biggest nemesis. He's the Joker to the Batman. Like, he's he's the he's the most iconic foe. He's who uh, Doctor Evil is based off from Austin Yeah, Powers. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I like that they didn't make him this bald, weird dude with it. Oh, by the way, mute me here, because I'm eating chicken. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Uh, I like that um, they kind of went for a different look for Blofeld. That's kind of cool. But they just... This movie is is in a rush to go, to go nowhere. Like, this movie, it starts, and straight away you're led with this, this stunning, open, uh, long take, which is great, and clearly is what Sam Mendes finished that long take and went, yeah, I'm going to do that for a whole movie. Bye. Uh, I'm not going to make no time to die. Um it, it, yeah, it starts with that, uh, and it it's straight away, it's straight in with, like, a mystery. Um, and, and that's how every good Bond film should start. Bond needs to be going across the globe with, like, fragments of a bullet or some shit, and he's like, who does this belong to? And they're like, a guy, if you go speak to a guy in Shanghai, he'll tell you. Bond goes to Shanghai, and the guy's like, the guy in Shanghai is like, go back to London and, and <laughs> analyse this, and the guy that you were looking for was in the next room the whole time. And, like, that, those, that's what Bond does best, just sends yeah. Bond on a wild fucking goose chase. Yeah, this movie does it, and I was very surprised at how quickly James Bond comes into contact with Blofeld. And Blofeld's just like, "No games. I'm straight up your brother. Um, I'm not your legal brother. I'm not your brother by blood. Um, my dad raised you for a little bit. Um, we didn't mention any of that in Skyfall um, <laughs> because we went back to your your childhood home at Skyfall, and it wasn't this place." Um, I'm I'm Christoph Waltz and I'm your adopted brother. When my dad adopted you, he thought that you were great and thought that I was shit, and therefore I killed my dad and I hate you. Thirty years later, um, what a uh, what a terrible, terrible it, story. It's though. such and 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 I feel bad because fans wanted Spectre for so long, and there's a there's a big rights issue, and there was a big rights war with Spectre, um, and the whayabouts they kind of got it back was a little bit kind of underhanded. Um, like for example, the, the, the person who invented the character Spectre was not Ian Fleming, um, okay. or, or the, the concept of Spectre. It was another guy, uh, and that guy's family and that guy that basically that guy was just like, I don't want to give him the rights to Spectre. And everyone's like, why? And he went, cause I don't fucking want to. And that was that. Then he died and his family were like straight up the rights to Spectre. Could, you know, make us all millionaires overnight. Jesus. Um, yeah. And then Sony came back or MGM came back um, <clears throat> and they were like, can we buy him now? He's dead. And they went, yeah, all right. <laughs> and then, and then the, the half made film that they'd already made suddenly became a Spectre movie. Um, wow. 
like they'd already written half the script and then (laughs) i can imagine a producer walked into the writing room one day and went it's a spectre movie now and they all went are you taking the fucking piss (laughs) um which is why blofeld's barely in it and it's a spectre movie um then he kind of um the, the, so Bond solves, Bond saves the day very quickly. He blows up Spectre's big building, um, and he's and he gives him a big scar, and he's like, yeah, he's definitely dead because he was at the heart of an explosion that leveled an entire building and facility. No way he could survive. But then, like two scenes later, he's back. He's somehow in London, and he's like, now I've put your girlfriend in a building and she's gonna die. And Bond's like, come on, don't do that. Um, and then he does, and then and then he's like, "You got three minutes to save her. I could just blow her up now, but I'm not going to do it. But I, but I hate you. And anyway, bye." So then he tries to blow up Bond's girlfriend, uh, and in a sequence that is definitely longer than three minutes, Bond saves his girlfriend. Um, then Blofeld's like, "Well, shit, that didn't work. Anyway, time to get in a helicopter and escape." And Bond with a pistol shoots down the helicopter. Um, <laughs> yeah, with a pistol. Um, <laughs> The thing comes crashing down and Ray Fiennes is like, go and arrest him, Bond. Go over and shoot him. Now, Bond, who is a man who is happy to murder hundreds of henchmen, hundreds of blokes just getting a paycheck, um, walks up to Blofeld and he's like, go on then, you fucking pussy, kill me. And Bond's like, nah. And then he then he just walks off. He He's like, oh, by the way, this girl... Um, I realize that the next film's the last one, so I'm probably going to need to have some kind of romantic lead going into the next one. Um, so you you didn't die, meaning that you probably now need to become the love of my life. And she's like, that makes complete sense. Let's ride off into the sunset together. What a beautiful retelling. Um, I think as one thing I do remember, and I, when I remember seeing this in the cinema at the time, I was thinking, fucking hell, that, that, that's a bit much, I think. I think. I think he kills someone. And then doesn't he go to the funeral and then immediately fuck that guy's widow? Yes, he does. <laughs> I um, remember that, and I was like, Jesus! Yeah. Even for you, Bond, this is a bit, this is a bit much. God, I mean, they they were not in a loving relationship, um, but he still goes there and fucks his wife um, <laughs> in in a really extended and horny exposition scene. I'm I, re- well. I yeah, I remember how horny it was. Just yeah. the. He's he's Any, there like, yeah. and where should I go? And she's like, oh my god, you gotta go to France. <laughs> like, and she's like, the whole time he's like going to kiss her and then faking it out. It's ex- it feels like I shouldn't be watching that. Um, yeah, I remember being very <laughs> uncomfortable during that sequence. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Spectre sounds bad. I can't wait to rewatch it. Would you like to give some final spoiler-free thoughts on No Time to Die? Yeah, definitely. Um, I went in with uh, trying to be as open-minded as I possibly could. Uh, but a little bit of kind of hesitation because I didn't like Spectre. And at this point, it's kind of, it could have gone either way. There's been as many bad Bond films with Craig as there has been good. Um, And I was like, I hope it's fine. Um, Bearing in mind, I am not a spring chicken anymore. And I used to, um, I used to go to midnight screenings all the time and be absolutely fine. I cannot handle that life anymore, but it was 4am or like half three in the morning. Uh, and I was wide awake thinking about this movie. Like it, it's very thought provoking. It's very, it's a fitting end, is what I'll say. Um, and I and I'll and I'll leave it there because it's you know it it subverted my expectation and go into it with an open mind and just have fun with it because it is it's a long movie, but it it, it justifies its runtime and I think it's a very 
nice, like, well-crafted farewell to this era of James Bond. Well, there you are. There you have it. Right, next week we're doing uh, this. Follow me and ponder the question. What if? That's what, what if, if, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan with a mouthful of chicken. <laughs> Halfway through this pod, you just stopped doing it, didn't you? You just went, I've got my chicken to eat now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if you like this episode, uh, then we're going to be coming out with the What If episode next week. And we do every, uh, we come up with new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m., unless I'm very poorly, but I should be over the worst of it now. Uh, you can also give this podcast five stars on uh, Apple. Uh, so give it a little five stars if you liked it. It does go a long way in, in getting us out there, I'd imagine. I actually don't know about any of that statistics stuff. Um, and also, you can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. What the fuck are you doing? I'm just go on, keep going. Don't worry about me. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Another Happy Pod, which is where you'll get the little uh, little post on Fridays at ten a.m. that reminds you there's a new episode out. Um, or you could set your own reminders if you like, but you don't have to. It's fine. We can do that for you. You don't have to. Like I said, um, yeah. Say hi to Nathan's mum for me. I will. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.